It's a little bit scary at times. It's like a handful of lollies, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really, really wanted a shower. It feels like a privilege to run on the train. Mate, I'm only just starting to realise what this actually takes. <laughs> There's a method to the madness. And that's when it started to get really difficult. If you're out there running ultras, you've got to crave information and knowledge yeah. on all different areas. I just pretty much slid all the way down to the bottom mm. and then there was all these rocks. Oh, 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 I'm going to be, you know, yeah, I'm going to get yeah. into trouble. Is that even humanly possible? I'm still feeling the back. Yeah. Please. Yeah. There was uh, one really weird bit right at the end. I'm sure this will be the most listened to the podcast. What is that? Oh, absolutely. Hi, and welcome to Tales from the Midpack. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunt. This is a trail running podcast where you hear stories from everyday runners, some experts, and get some event recaps. Today is an event recap and talking about her first hundred plus a few extra kilometers is Jo Skinner. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, jo is from my run club and so everyone there knows her as Mojo. She ran Heisen and had a really big adventure there and is here to talk about that. But for people who don't know Jo, how long have you been a runner and what got you started on this crazy sport that we do? I've been running for five years now. Um, That time has flown. I got into running because I was in a really bad headspace and really struggling with life. And I wanted to create something that was going to blow my mind and make my world feel special. So I wrote out this list of things (laughs) that I wanted to get out of life and what I wanted to feel so I wanted to feel brave and I wanted to feel strong and I wanted to feel inspirational and I had this long list and I thought about what could I do that would reflect those things and I thought what's probably one of the first things from where I'm at and that was to become a runner yeah because at that point, I was struggling with hiking. Yeah. I, had you done any running in the past or was this going to be brand um, new? I had managed a 5K in my teen years yep. um, and then hadn't really done anything throughout my adult life, very much a couch potato. Yeah. I had gone on some small hikes and there was one hike in particular um, that pretty much triggered all of this. That was on Fraser Island. Yeah. And... This was a 4K hike and I couldn't make it. I was halfway up this hill and I was yeah. huffing and puffing. And how old are you at that point? Um, so I was uh, 30. Yeah, so yeah. really young and you can't get up this hike. So that would yeah. have been it was scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, devastating to yeah. me. Um, and it, it crushed me a lot more than what I laid on at the time. Mm-hmm because I was with my nieces and my family and they were pretty much just running up this hill and didn't have any any trouble at all and I couldn't get up there. Yeah. So I decided to try and become a runner and I wanted to not just become a runner but a runner that would blow my own mind. So I was like, I could just do 5K or 10K but I don't feel like that's going to be anywhere near enough to really be like, wow, I got this. So I was like, well, I should do a marathon. And then I was like, wait a second, you can do more than marathons. (laughs) There is this actual whole world out there called uh, ultra marathons. 
and I started Googling it and I was yeah. like, wow, people run like 50K, 60K, 100K. Crazy distances. Crazy distances. And then I was like, how do people even do that? Like, could I even do that? And I decided to find out if people here in Adelaide did that because I didn't even know that people in Adelaide did that. Yeah. Um, so... I Googled him and the first event that came up was the Heisen 105. Ah, and yeah. that's how I got the idea of doing the Heisen 105 yeah. because it was literally the first thing that came up when I searched um, ultra running in South Australia. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's even local. That's actually within an hour of my home. So yeah. that was it. That was my goal. Your one day. Yes. Yep. And it was going to take me a really long time to get there because my base was so bad yeah. of not being able to run for 30 seconds, not being able to run for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, that's the point in which I was at. So it yeah. took me years to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had multiple setbacks along the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what are you balancing running around? What do you do in your day-to-day life? Uh, so I'm a registered nurse and I work at the Women's and Children's Hospital. Yeah. And so I work uh, mostly full-time hours there yeah. um, and the commute. So that takes up a fair bit of my my week. Um, I'm very passionate about what I do there as well. So I do spend yeah. a lot of time um, educating myself and yeah. Um, yeah, looking up things and following up things in my own time because it's, yeah. Yeah, it is a special interest of mine as well. Yeah. Um, and then you're renovating my home as well. That takes up a lot of time. And repairing. And repairing. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a really storm damage. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Learning lots awesome. of handyman skills. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Heisen 115. Yeah. For those who don't know, that's how far you actually end up running. Yeah. Um, in the lead up to this with your training, you weren't able to train as sufficiently because you've got some health things and you had to work around them and stop them flaring up. Yeah. So I guess it'd be good to hear a little bit about how you balanced trying to get in enough training, but also making sure that you can then still keep running um, and not have these flare up because yes. it's hard. And that, that most people out there are struggling with some kind of body issue. Um, yeah, yeah, some sort of injury or yeah. some sort of health issue that, that yeah. holds them back from yeah. being where they want to be. I also feel like every single person can relate to that because yeah. they all have something which holds them back um, and everyone wants to be better than where, they're, where they are. Yeah, It's never quite enough. You always want more. Um, and then everyone has those limitations no matter how good they are. Um, for me, I've got arthritis, and that arthritis is in my spine, my hips, my ankle, and my fingers, my finger joints. Yeah. Um, so the worst one has been my hips and my ankle um, for running, um, especially the ankle, because if I push myself too hard, it actually gets so much fluid in the joint that I can't actually move the ankle at all. Yeah. So it's lo- it's locked up because there's so much yeah. swelling in there. 
And if I'm at that point, then you just you can't even walk. You can't do anything. Yeah. You just have to be on bed rest, which isn't going to get you anywhere. So it's best to stay at a level where you can keep going without pushing too far where you're going to end up, you know, not being able to do anything at all. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time looking into different types of training plans and I gave a lot of different things a go over the years and I found that most of them were just far too much for my body. That if I tried to follow these plans very, very quickly, I would like hit a point where, you know, the inflammation was too bad and I yeah. just couldn't progress. Yeah. And I wasn't progressing. I was going through this cycle of improving and then set back and then improving and then set back and I wasn't really getting much traction I think we had a point where there was quite a good joke about maybe you could roll the ultras you're getting so frustrated what's that um, went through that what's that comedy show um Um, yeah it was Chris Chris Lilly yes um yeah we can be heroes yeah the character called Pat (laughs) that um would roll everywhere yeah yeah it was like it was almost like have a joke a roll if I have to I'm just gonna roll if I have to (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah that's great um so I I came up with um a strategy from um a coach that was uh two weeks on and basically one week off So it was a 20% load was the off week and then an 80% load and then the 100% load. And then you go back to 20%, 80%, 100%. And then every week I'd just increase that stress, the TSS score, the training stress score by 5%. So I was only ever increasing my load by 5% every three weeks and essentially having a week off every third week, which is a lot um, and I haven't really seen many plans out there that have that much rest involved. Mm. But I found it really amazing because I only ever had to put in two weeks of solid effort and yeah. then I got a week's break. And that week's break still had 20% load. So I was still going out for walks. Yeah. So I was still doing yeah. like little runs, like 30-minute run walks and yeah. stuff like that. Um, would still add up the numbers enough. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I found that I was able to keep going with that. For I trained yeah. for six months before Heisen with that strategy and I didn't find that I had any major setbacks in that time, yeah, which great. is really amazing. That was the longest block that I'd ever been able to do without going, I have to change my strategy. Yeah. I was able to keep going with that strategy. So it really worked well for me. Yeah, that's awesome. So you ended up going in undertrained yes. for what the event was, yes. but obviously sensible to make sure that you could actually be at that start yeah. line. So what are some, like I've done that before. I've done Heisen knowing I'm completely undertrained yeah. for it. I just did it for a very different kind of reason. Um, so what were some strategies that you had put in place to kind of cater for that? In my mind, I knew I wouldn't be running it. I would be, my goal in my head was kind of running about 40% and walking 60%. Yeah. um, That I would be keeping my heart rate um, below 152. So I had an alarm on my watch. So it would tell me every time. Did that go off when you got lost? 
It definitely did. Um, my heart stressful. rate spiked right up to 170. Yeah. Um, when I took a, I thought I took a wrong turn. Yeah. I had changed the satellite on my watch to ultra track. Um, yep. So that cuts the amount of satellites that it connects to down, which saves power. Yeah. I think it goes from about 20 satellites to about three. Yeah. And with that, it meant that occasionally it would be dropping out a little bit. So the screen would just yep. say that I was not on any track. Um, and I didn't see any pink ribbons around me at the time and I had a kind of a freak out. Yeah. So I kind of tried to go down the path I thought it might have been yeah. and ended up just wasting a lot of time because yeah. I was freaking out. Yeah. But I actually was on the right track in the first place and I yeah. just had to go well, back to where I was. <laughs> but I wasted about 20 minutes of being oh, stressed God. out. Um, so apart that. from that, you were able to keep your heart rate down. <laughs> yes. Apart from that, we yeah, one indiscretion there. I definitely kept my heart rate down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that I could keep going at the pace that I was going for the entire time. Yeah. Um, so I was doing, yeah, about a 10-minute pace on average of walk running yeah. um, up until that about 50 to 60K mark. Yeah. And I was really happy with that. That was right on where I thought I could continue. Yeah. Um, if I kept my heart rate down, but um, it didn't end up being that way. No. At all. <laughs> yeah, I started getting yes. uh, a lot of cramps. So you were, it was great at first. You had a, although I think that yes. setting a, a 50k PB in a big yes. event is like a, like a bit of a not don't do that. I've done yeah. that. <laughs> so I yeah. speak from experience. But I was but you had a great, you had a great first 50k. Yes. Yeah. So... Yes, after 50K. Well, maybe talk about like what made that first 50K so great. So not just because it went good to pace, plan. but... Uh... I love that it went to plan. <laughs> I love yeah. that I was eating yeah. what I thought I should have. I was drinking what I thought I should have. Yeah. I know I was well hydrated. Yeah. Um, I was meeting the time frames yeah. that I had in my mind. Yeah. The weather I thought was great. Yeah, it's a gorgeous it day. Really windy and really a big headwind on the ridges, but you didn't really feel it um, when there was a lot of trees around. Yeah. So a lot of the time you didn't feel it too much. Yeah. And I thought the, the wind was actually cooling and refreshing compared yeah. to how hot it potentially could have been. Yeah. Um, we'd had some really hot days lately and in the lead up to it and being an El, El Nino year, I thought potentially it could have been in the 30s that day. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So it was a lovely day, going really well. Yeah, but then. <laughs> yeah. It all went yeah. downhill just really fast. Yeah. Um, I got blisters on all of my toes. Yeah. Um, and... I tried really hard to avoid that. That was one of my strategies. I was changing my socks and yeah. putting dry shampoo on, which usually works really well for me. I haven't tried that yet. I think it was you who recommended it. Border yeah. Care. Yeah. yeah. I found it fantastic. Okay. Um, and yeah. so far up until this point, it, it worked. Yeah. But on the day, once I got to about 55, yeah, they all just started popping up. Um, ended up having about 20 blisters. <sighs> Ouch. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I popped them, yeah, that sort of 55k mark. And then my feet just were really, really sore. Um, 
And then I started getting cramps in my legs and all of my legs from my hips down were just cramped up. And my pace just nosedived from there. I was trying to run, (laughs) but with my legs cramped up, I just, I really just couldn't. No. And I remember talking to you on my way into the finish line going, I'm not sure if this is mental. Like, (laughs) is this a mental block in my mind? Because I'm trying to run and I literally can't do it. Yeah. And I was trying to show you what my run was. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. Look, I can't run. No, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> my muscles just don't want to work anymore. Yeah. Um. So plans out the window. So plan just went out the window. Yeah. And my pace just got slower and slower. So obviously, you reach a point then where you have to make a decision about whether or not you're continuing. Yes. So. I think it's a good point to, to talk about DNFs because I often crack the joke on the show about it's ank- broken ankle or snake bite, you know, is there anything to take it? Yep. But obviously I always make it clear I'm, I'm joking. And just to add my kind of own story in, so I had my first DNF recently. Um, so I went in the event ill. So it was always a gamble. Like I knew I wasn't well. But I had done a rational earlier this year where I was ill and I actually got better during the event so fingers crossed and I got to a point when I realized I'm done like I I'm this is something's really wrong with me I can't continue and then I told somebody next to me just to check and I didn't cry when I told them so I'm like okay clearly I know I'm making the right decision and yeah I've been completely fine but some things about that was yet one I'm ill I fell apart really early so I, I, about five kilometers in was when it started to go wrong. So when you're that close to the beginning, I think it makes it easier. Um, it wasn't a significant event for me as well. And I also felt like I've got nothing to prove. I'd already done like a hundred miles this year, so many other things. I felt like I had nothing to prove. Because I always talk on the show about where's that line between being brave and resilient and all those things and being an idiot. Yeah. And I knew I was on a hot day and I had Moriata, you know, being exposed coming up. And what did this actually mean to me? What was it worth? Whereas you had the opposite. You were well into your event. It meant everything to you. And you did have something to prove to yourself. Yeah. So also. you had the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're at that point where you realize I'm going to be walking the rest of this. Yeah. I need to make a decision about whether I'm continuing and what continuing means, is it the right call to make? So I guess talk through that that moment, or probably took some time, but just making that decision yeah. and then what it took within yourself to keep going when you felt the way you did. So at about 40Ks to go, that's really when I was like, I'm going to be walking this in and it's going to be a very slow walk. It's not even going to be power walking this in. This is going to be really tough going for the last 40 yeah um and for me it really was just desperation to finish it i really wanted this i really wanted to do it i felt a bit stupid walking that slow and finishing it off that slow especially knowing that i could have done better in my mind um because i i did have a plan to finish a lot sooner than um i had ended up finishing and I just 
figured if I could still walk and I could still move forward and I could still make the cutoff, then I would just be upset with myself if I yeah. had DNF'd. And so you're making the decision based on future future me. Joe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, future Joe, because future Joe would have been very disappointed in me and upset that I hadn't pushed through when I yeah. could have. Um, so yeah, I feel like I was doing it for that future yeah. self. Yeah. Even if I felt a bit stupid at the time, I was like, I'm yeah. an idiot for Cause continuing. Because there's intense suffering when an event's gone wrong and it's an event of that length. So your your why has to be enormous yeah. <laughs> to a- keep going. Hours of cramps. Yeah. yeah. Many hours. And pushing through them. That last 40K um, took about nine hours. Yeah. Not being able to run and have your body move the way you wanted, you must have been getting incredibly frustrated. I was laughing a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you cope with um, that frustration? So humour? Yeah. <laughs> laughing at myself about I would set myself goals, like I'm going to be walking this next kilometre at a 10 to 12-minute pace. Like, yep. let's do this. And I tried my absolute best, and then my watch would buzz, and it was like 18 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, how, 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 how can anyone walk that slow? Like, it's not possible when I'm so driven and I'm trying so hard. Yeah. Like, it was, it actually blew my mind about how slow I was actually moving. Yeah. It was kind of funny. I'm probably a bit sleep deprived and delusional (laughs) by that point as well. Yeah, well, you hadn't planned to be out there that long. Did that impact, like, your food, your hydration, like, all those kind of things? I don't think so because I had worked out my carbohydrates based on my heart rate and the training stress score that I expected the whole race would take, not necessarily per hour. And when I finished the race, it actually came out to be almost identical to what I had estimated. Okay. Um, So although I went for longer, my heart rate was lower in those last nine hours. Yeah. So my heart rate barely got to 100. It was sitting around yeah. about the 100 mark um, most of the time. So um, if I'd done it faster, I would have had a higher heart rate and used yeah. more energy so, yeah. and sweated more. So, yeah. yeah. So you had Not enough usually. to get you through. Yeah. It's just a matter of trudging through. Did you get a lift when at dawn rose the next day? Like, so you've, you've pushed through this... This ridiculously slow trudge and then dawn came up did it make a difference i loved the dawn moment because that's yeah. when my watch clicked over to a hundred <gasps> yay and that was the, yeah, i have a photograph that i took of my watch yeah. clicking over to a hundred and the sun rising in the background nice. so it was just amazing timing for that and that was obviously my first 100 yeah and it was a really special moment to be out on the trails and be somewhere where i really enjoy um with that sun coming up but I did know I still had 15 k's to go yeah and I knew how slow I was moving and kind of adding up that in my mind going if I'm moving at sort of 20 minute pace yep per k and I've still got 15 k's to go we've still got a really long way yeah um yeah so slightly depressing and also you would have spent so much time alone out there 
Um, I did. You know, when you're back of the pack, you don't yeah. get, no one's passing you, no. you're not catching up to anyone, so you don't get those chats. I still had quite a lot of people behind me in the first, after the first 50. Yeah, because you were, um, would have been mid-pack then, yeah. Or at least at the, yeah. the front of the, the yeah. pack there. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people started DNFing, um, yeah. so they were dropping out, and then a lot of people started to overtaking me once I was solidly yeah. walking slowly. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't until the last kilometre where I got took by the last two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, you ended up getting a trophy for last. Yeah. And so they were walking as a pair. I didn't want the last Because <laughs> in the end I they beat you. It was last. six minutes. So you're back, back of the pack, but it's still a race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have it in me, though. Yeah. There were five, <laughs> five finishes after dawn. So, yeah. I saw some very miserable faces yeah. on my way to meet you. Yes. I feel like mine would have been close to one of the most miserable. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. That was funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah, fight, fight to the last at six minutes difference. Oh. So close. That was good. Yeah, so um, you had that beautiful flat curve. Yeah, seeing people out there, like the very aid stations, true. friends, like yeah, when you got true. to, did it make a difference? It did, yeah. 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 Um, I had Christopher crewing yes. me, so I got to see him at every aid station except for the no crew access at Nunro. Yes, yeah. Um, so I didn't spend much time or any time talking really to the aid station staffs yeah. because I went straight to Chris who yeah. had my gear. Um, but it was lovely seeing him and um, after that imminent onwards, he walked with me um, away from each yeah. aid station. I saw a lot of that people back. kind of running towards us and we yes. kind of had this glitch in the matrix. Like there were the two guys with the interesting looking dog we're like we've seen you before and a lot of people were running out to a runner and kind of coming into the station with them yes. seeing them out and then zipping around to the next yeah, station going to the next yeah. station yeah, yeah that was really cool yeah it was having a bit of a buddy buddy runner for a bit of time without um yeah. still having him have the ability to crew me to the next yeah, station yeah, yeah otherwise yeah my things wouldn't be there at the next yeah. one yeah well, was it good having that consistency like the same person each time yeah definitely yeah yeah because they know you they know what you need yeah yeah um got a bit faster each time and yeah, yeah. like a pit stop yeah a bit of a pit stop. <laughs> yeah getting better at it yeah yeah that That's was the really first lovely. time chris yeah. had ever crewed yeah anyone so you try to keep it really simple. Yeah. Not ask for too much. Yeah. Yeah. When you were out out on the trails, like you always end up having weird experiences, adventures, things happen out there. So what are some of the, the stories you've been telling about what happened in your 115K experience? For how many hours it was, there's not a lot of events no? to talk about. No. <laughs> um Probably the only thing I was talking about was the, there was a cow in a field, but um, it was about three in the morning yeah. and it didn't look like a cow and it looked like a panther, a black <laughs> panther crouched in the grass and it looked like it was about to pounce. Yeah. And I was like, if we weren't in Australia right now, I'd like dead foot money that that 
is a panther yeah. that is about to absolutely attack me. So do you but, think that was exhaustion and tiredness to your mind really playing tricks? It really like it because yeah. um, Chris was with me and I asked him and he's, he said the exact same thing. Oh, he was like, go. it looks like there's something in there that's about to attack us. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a cow. Yeah. Yeah. We just kept walking, kept moving. That's hilarious. A lot of spiders at night, a lot of centipedes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's yeah. Not, not a whole lot happened, to be honest. Not a whole lot happened. Which is a good thing. I yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I like the low drama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and did you find that you were able to stay like mentally positive most of the time? Yeah, definitely. Despite what's happening. Yeah. It, it was it was the fact that my my legs hurt, yeah. my body hurt, and yeah. my, my muscles just didn't want to continue. They were fatigued, really fatigued. Yeah. So you um, think fatigue is what was causing the cramping? I do. Yeah. 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 But from being undertrained yeah. for that length of event, I think I would have been very much happy with doing a 50 to 60K at the fitness that I was at. Yeah. Um, but it was really the 115 that I just wanted to complete. Yeah. And I did. I completed it. Done that now. Have you put the medal somewhere special? Yeah, I've put it at my door. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some little house plants and I've got it yeah. Yeah, in there with the cow. Yeah, with <laughs> the, the cow. With the, um, <laughs> dead effing last dead cow. Dead effing last cow that I got. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about a week and a half later. How do you feel now that you've accomplished this thing that seemed impossible when you first dreamed of it? Very relieved that I don't have to tell people that I DNF'd. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So when people people ask me how did you how did your 115 go? I finished it. It was tough. Yeah. I didn't do it as well as I thought, but I finished it. Yep. And I'm just really glad I can say that. Yeah. And I don't have to be like, oh, I DNF'd. I didn't feel like I could continue because yep. I feel like that would have brought on a bit of shame and wouldn't have felt that great about myself. No, and it's it's funny because. If you need to, you need to, you know, like yeah, if I'd broken a leg, yeah, snake yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are some things that would have stopped me, but yeah. if I had the physical capability of continuing, yeah, absolutely yeah. would. Do you think it was actually ever a question or did you no, know you were going to finish? I knew I was going to finish. Yeah. 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 And when you did, um, because you were last... You got and because you'd actually taken so long that people had gotten up the next morning and were actually around, because if you'd finished at like four a.m., that yeah. would have sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but you actually no you held on long enough that their people had dragged their their butts out of bed. Yeah, so it was. And so you got um, a, big a big, yeah, a huge celebratory, yeah. build an arch, you had yeah. to walk through everyone, and finish. Yeah. It so was how was that? Because yeah. I really imagined my finish was going to be exactly how you described it before. Nobody there. Oh yeah, like yeah, I've done just, it. Like it's two a.m. Everyone's gone. About yeah. Me knowing that I finished. Mm. It was never going to be about a crowd. It was never going to be about anyone congratulating me at a finish line. Yeah. It was always about just me completing this race. And in my mind, I just envisioned it being middle of the night and yeah. nobody at the finish line left yeah i was just gonna pick my medal up and oh don't I you worry be because done. i've been there like i was there like after 2 a.m when nicola yeah. came in i was there yeah. <laughs> there were there, and awesome. i think um who else was there sorry tam i think was still there 
So, Did yeah, it was 10. <laughs> we got two hours. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> then we had to be like, all right, we don't know how Joe's doing. We'll set an alarm. We've got to get up. Oh, we're already up. <laughs> yeah, we might as well go. Yeah, but by the time we get there and then we walk around and then we're at a, a coffee shop getting coffee and like like little meerkats at the window going, we can't, Joe can't walk past while we're getting coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really funny. So, yeah, we were we were there. Oh, we were always going to be there. It was lovely. <laughs> it was so lovely yeah. to see everybody that I knew. Yeah. It was so many people. Yeah, you got the full arch. Like, it's like, like when oh bride and groom leave a wedding kind yeah. of arch. <laughs> So when you're crossing the finish line. It was so emotional. Yeah. I was in a lot of tears because I was yeah. so overwhelmed by finishing. Yeah. Um, and so relieved that I could finally stop walking and yeah. that I didn't have to keep putting myself through this yeah. um, pain anymore. Yeah. It was going to end. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, big relief. I'm done. I did it. <laughs> you did it. Do you think you would ever do it again it's probably too early to ask i wouldn't do it again under trained no so if i'm going to tackle another hundred i will be more confident that my fitness is um increased from where i'm at now yeah and i definitely would do more 50s yeah 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 for sure i um the 50s don't bother me at all and i feel like i have the fitness and know where i need to be out to complete 50s yeah. Um, but it, longer than that, I would have to seriously consider where I'm at at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I didn't feel it wasn't great not being able to walk efficiently. Um, if I can't even get a good pace up yeah. walking, it just it felt a little bit silly. Yeah. How did it feel to be an inspiration at the end? Like, people see that and they get really inspired by these finishes. Do they? They yeah, do. <laughs> I don't feel very inspiration. I feel a little bit like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe she continued, like, yeah. walking that slowly. Because <laughs> you wanted, like, you're saying, you know, you wanted something that's kick-ass and that made you feel strong and, and yeah. inspired. And yeah. now you've become one of those people that you look to. Yeah, for inspiration. More. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be fitter and do it again and come back fitter yeah. and stronger again. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. still, it's it's about the journey, isn't it? Yeah. And I did have a great journey. I had a, it was a great time away. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a big event, you know, going in on the Friday yeah. night. Yeah, because you turned it into a big run venture, Continuing essentially. Continuing on through, yeah, yeah, all of Saturday through Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then going into... Sunday during the day. Yeah. yeah. And how to go overnight with the no sleep? Like you had a cow turn into a panther. Yeah. But yeah, having because what time did you get up? Because you got to catch that bus. Yeah. At like four uh, in the morning. I set my alarm for three twenty. Okay, so you went from three twenty. Yeah. Until. Oh, until we got home. Yeah. Um. Sunday by evening. The time we got home. Afternoon. Yeah. It was. Oh, afternoon, 1 p.m. Yep. by the time I got to bed. And then Chris crashed and then you couldn't Yeah, Chris sleep. was asleep straight away. <laughs> yeah. I think you had a big bath. I had an ice bath yes. when I got home. I'm very impressed with that. And I could hear him snoring um, <laughs> while I was in the bath, but I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you're very brave having an ice bath. Well done. They help tremendously. Yeah. Mm. I've looked at the research and the research is actually anti-ice bath because it talks about how um, to heal and regenerate you need the inflammation there. Yeah. And that the ice actually um, reduces blood flow to the area and that you actually want good blood flow to the area. But for me, it really relaxes those muscle cramps yeah. um, and they're really that tight, hot feeling and of inflammation that's in there just seems to disappear when I yeah. have ice baths. I mean, sleep is the most important thing to recovery. So if you're in pain, that's right. you're not going to sleep and properly. I find that the ice baths do instantly reduce my pain right. and that I can go from having really quite crampy, achy legs to being yeah. quite comfortable just after a 10-minute bath. Yeah. And if that can help me get to sleep, that's great. Yeah. So uh, it's individual, isn't it? It's what yeah. works for you. <laughs> Tam did tell me to have a hot bath, a really, really hot bath, as hot as I could tolerate. Yeah. And I just laughed. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's going to make me so inflamed. <laughs> that's never <laughs> yeah. going to work for me. Work. But I'm glad that works for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone always wants to vomit at my recovery, which is an eggnog. Eggnog, I yep. agree with that. It's, <laughs> it's a bit gross, but it's whatever it. works for you. Eggnog tuna, just down a, a huge amount of protein, yep. and people go, ooh, yep. <laughs> yep. you've mixed them in your stomach. Uh-huh. That's right, <laughs> but you love it. It works. It works. Yeah. So how did your arthritis go after afterwards? Yeah, the ankle's not great. Not the great. hips improved quite quickly. I was really okay, impressed good. with that. Yeah. So I'm happy with that, but... um. My ankle's still very inflamed. Yeah. I've had it in a brace a week and yep. I can't run on it at the moment yet. I've yep. done a few a few walks. All right. But that's been sore each time and it's hurt after each time. So yep. I just have to give it some time, let it settle yep. down yep. and get back to it when I can. Yeah. Um, do you have something else on your calendar or you, you've created that space? I definitely for rest and space. recovery yeah good because i knew that this was going to be overdoing it for me yeah so i had cleared my calendar i do triathlon over the summer yeah, yeah. so i my my next event will be december mid-december when the next um state yeah. series challenge is on my yeah. bridge triathlon um it's only a 5k run uh 20k yeah. bike ride 750 swim so yeah um it's really just the run that's the concern with my ankle so yeah i should be able to be back to running a 5k by mid-december yeah and 20 blisters how have they gone (laughs) really well as well oh good um the first few days they just improved each day and now they're just they're still there but like they don't want to bother at all and it's only been a, a week and a day so yeah yeah it's all good so if there's someone who you know, is kind of at the beginning where they're at a point in their life where they need something. They need something in their life that that gives them that purpose, that drive, and they're looking at running. So you're now at the end. You are standing at the beginning of that tunnel towards a goal of I want to be this, and you're now at the end of that tunnel on the other side. Do you have advice for someone who's similar to your former self? Don't push yourself too hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is easier said than done yeah but it's so much more important to layer gently and yeah. build 
up slowly and consistently yeah by doing those little bursts of running you know we're talking yeah. intervals that are 30 seconds to 90 seconds yeah. at a time so you're essentially walk running and doing that for short periods of time half an hour 45 minutes whatever you're doing yeah. a few times a week so staying injury free yeah and just consistently just doing it every single week yeah and building however you want to do it there's so many programs out there but I really mm-hmm. did find a lot of the programs out there just upped so quickly. Oh, my goodness. Um, That's even, how I got really into five, running was the couch to 5K. Even the couch to 5K. It suddenly went hard. all – suddenly you're running 20 minutes. I'm like, what the hell? And it yes. was the researching, I'm going to create my own program yes. now because this is rubbish. Create your own program. That actually got me really into because running because I started really researching you running. your body. Even yeah. if you're not a runner, you know your body and you know what you're capable of. Yeah. But the consistency is the biggest key yeah. and not going too too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, that will get you really far if you can commit to doing those runs every week. Yeah. Awesome. And it's taken this running adventure would have taken you on so many awesome journeys. Yeah, we've done so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been all around the we've been all around the store. Oh, I should um talk to you about your park runs yeah yes because so are you one or two away one away one away so statementship means you've done every single park run you could possibly do in south australia is correct. that correct so there is currently 48 wow but there's two about to be released okay so, so you've done 50. what what's the one you haven't done yet K-I. oh because the expense of getting over it is, is that... so we want to make a bigger trip of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah and so it just needs to be when both okay. of us have uh, week off and so um you've got i don't i can't although they want a soft launch so maybe i won't say the date but there's a Belair national yes. park, park run coming yeah, it's in my calendar very soon i'm ready to go and what's the other park run that's Wyala. coming Wyala. Yes. okay so we'll definitely yeah. go there next year for the cuttlefish yeah. swim <gasps> yes that's but i'm hoping to do statesmanship before then so Okay. Yeah, whenever they release, I'll probably yeah. go, and then I'll probably go back again. Yeah. Um, so what have been some cuttlefish. of your favourite park runs? Favourite? Oh, I loved Edith Burke. Yeah. Yeah. We did it in winter, and it was really greens, and it was all yeah. the cliffs. It was just green, and then yeah. beautiful ocean. It was very pretty. Yeah. That was definitely Did you go in the favorite. ocean? It's very cold. I've, I've done scuba driving training there. <laughs> It was very cold. It was like four, four, four or six degrees. Oh yeah, no. at the time no, no, we no. did park runs. So okay, but cold. very pretty. So Edinburgh, very pretty. But like you've been up to like Cooper Pedy. Everywhere. Yeah. Cooper just there were so many flies. Yeah. Um, I bought a fly net and I wore that everywhere, um, to the shops down the street. Oh, wow. Everywhere, but everyone was. Okay. You walk down the main street in Kuvipedia and you just see everyone walking with fly nets on. Wow. That's just what they do there. Um, so I fit right in. <laughs> okay. But there was one point where I pulled my fly net off in the car and then a fly went up my nose oh, no. in the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. It took 10 minutes to get the fly out and I kept sneezing over and over and over oh, and God. over again. And I was like trying to like yeah huff it out yeah um eventually did come out yeah and your um your partner chris has done quite a few 
All is the he is he have. is he getting the statesmanship too? Yeah, we've, oh, brilliant. we've done all of them together. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's been adventure. It's been exploring yeah. the state. It's been yeah. an amazing challenge. Yeah. So I've done yeah forty seven of the forty eight uh, park runs in the state, yeah. and then I've done I would have done over a hundred races yeah. as well on top of that. Yeah. So two years ago, I did the 52 in 52 challenge yeah. that I created, which was 52 races in 52 oh, I weeks. I totally forgotten about that. Yes, you did. Because it, it was a long time ago. Yeah, That's it was that 21? Two years ago. 2021? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so then that was the year of the rolling jokes. That was the rolling jokes. And so jokes. some of those events had to be volunteering. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So I didn't run all of them, but yeah. I attended yes. 52 because it was the only way I was going to make my yeah. goal because yeah. I had 14 weeks yeah. of running with my stress fracture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's yeah, huge. that was so amazing. I've done a yes. lot in yes. that time. When you look back, uh, it really So do you think that up. that Joe five years ago, if she could see what happened, you think she'd be really proud? Yeah, I do. I yeah. think she'd be amazed. Yeah. Um, That's very cool. 115 k's is a long way, but yeah. it's not just the 115. It's the fact that 50 to 60 is so achievable for me. Yes. And knowing that, yeah, I'm, I might not be at the fitness of doing the yeah. 115, but definitely a 50k, I'm very, very confident yeah. with able to, to be able to smash that out. And I think that... Knowing that I have that level of fitness um, is pretty impressive. Coming from where I did come from, yeah, of not, not being, being able, able to, to do run a hike, for a couple of minutes, yeah, and not being able to hike, yeah. Um, I remember someone who inspired me at Run Club, uh, Kate. I remember her making this very offhand comment, "Oh, fifty k, that's familiar to me now." Yeah, and I just remember being flabbergasted, flabbergasted by, that by that statement. And then this year. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, tower trails in two weeks. I guess I should think about it. And realizing, and obviously there's your own danger in, you know, not respecting the distance, but realizing that I'd reached that point this year where 50K was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." oh, good, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a nice feeling. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm very happy for Pastro, that Pastro got to achieve all her dreams. So what, what's um, present Joe got as some dreams? I would love to do the 550s. Yep. I'm not sure about this coming year. Um, the tower trail cutoff is very tight, yep. so I'd have to pick up a lot of speed Yes. to get that done. There's it was a friendly course. To- we all did times we were pretty proud of because it's quite a nice course with a yeah. lot of parts that are flat. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll yeah, crunch some numbers and I'll see how the fitness goes this year. Um, might not be this year. It might be in another year's time, but that yeah. that's probably my next big goal that I'd like to do. Yeah. Because it's be pretty cool. awesome yeah. to do 550s, <laughs> to do five ultras. Um, yeah in a year is pretty huge yeah yeah i get amazed by all the people that do do it yeah like maybe i can be one of those two people too yeah i think that's the danger in our run club is (laughs) you see all these people who are just very normal very nice very relaxed everyday people and 
It's like, well, they've done it, so... Yeah. Why can't I? Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this really special adventure that you just had with us. It's really cool. I hope everyone out there is able to achieve their goals. And, yeah, good luck with all the stuff that future Joe is going to achieve. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that is. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be brilliant. All right, thank you, and happy trails, everyone.